Welcome to Well Played Podcast, a show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, sixth grade teacher, author, speaker, and co-founder of emc2learning.com, one of the greatest community of educators around. Let's dive into today's episode. We have with us a returning sort of well-played member, and I don't know, he's been he's been with, I don't know, it was like pandemic, I think we all started together there, uh, but um, it's my pleasure to welcome Kyle to the show. Kyle, if you could give a brief introduction, Twitter handle, and kind of what you do, where you do it, that'd be awesome. Awesome. Uh, my name's Kyle, Kyle Manuel. I work uh, in the amazing Worcester Public Schools District. Uh, I am a sixth grade math and science teacher. Uh, and my Twitter handle is at teach manual and yeah. And yeah. who knows, who knows if that'll be a thing next week? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I do. I hope we, I, you know, some of the people that are the teachers that are there, I hope somebody invents a, a, a teacher Twitter, a specific site. That'd be if, awesome. If it does collapse because we have so many amazing people that are now building incredible networks resources i mean that's how i got in touch with you that's true other amazing people it's true it is social media is a can be a very positive force so i know it's in the news a lot as all sorts of things happening but uh there's a lot of good happening there if you haven't been there as an educator definitely i will be one of hundreds of teachers thousands of teachers to tell you get on there there's lots of other educators sharing out ideas doing good things but this episode, that kind of works a little bit with this episode. This episode, as you saw in the episode title, is Embrace the Struggle. Oof. That, we're going to like admit right up front, is a bit of truth in terms of just the school year in general. But also we're going to share some advice, too, about your game. Because um, both will produce some struggle moments, your school year as well as your game. So... We got Kyle and I on here, both long-term gamifiers, and we want to we wanna drop some advice on you, and we'd love to hear from you. So as always, use the hashtag wellplayedpodcast, and if you could tag us, that would be awesome. We would love to hear your thoughts. All right, so Kyle, um, yeah, starting right off. Embrace the struggle. Let's let's talk a little bit about what that means. Here, here we're, we're recording this episode. Right in the middle of the year, we're right, if you're catching this later, we're right around the old winter break holiday, and... Right there, right there. Right there, a few days away. I got three more days to work. Um, by the time this drops, by the time this drops, I have one more day. Uh, so, uh, this struggle is real, like I'll speak for myself, at school right now, you have a lot of reports due. Like we have to write some comments, we have to put out some kind of great information to parents. You then have every teacher is wrapping up their year so that they're they're like their semester so that they're they can get that test in as part of as part of the report card or whatever. Um, which means kids' stress is through the roof because they have a math test, they have an English test, they have a history project, they have a science project, they have a drama project, they have an art project. Like, and it's all due in the next, you know, it was either due last week or this week. So these last two weeks are just 
crazy on kids and they're crazy on adults. So there's that whole school side of things happening right now. And how, what advice can we give educators, maybe that are new educators, maybe a tip to a, a veteran educator that they haven't thought about. How do you embrace that struggle? You know, when I, eons ago, when I first became a teacher, I think one of the biggest things that I learned from a veteran teacher who was amazing and uh, about to retire within the next two to three years, she said, don't be afraid to just stop what you were doing. She said famous things, was, abort, abort, abort. If there was a problem, stop. And it's okay to stop. It's okay to look at a lesson and say, oh God, this isn't working. Let's let's do something new. And I think those those words really kind of stuck with me through all the years, especially when you get to this part. There's sometimes where I plan this lesson into me. I'm like, we're going to do this. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be fantastic. And then you start to do it and the kids slowly slide underneath their desks. They disappear inside their hoods and you're <laughs> looking at them. And instead of saying, you know, fighting them and being, you know, Getting, getting mad at them or upset or, oh, you need to pick your head up or just, you know, you have to, you have to look at it and realize everybody's tired and the lesson isn't as good as you think it is. So it's time to let it go and create something new. Try something different. I like that advice because sometimes new can be refreshing. At the same time, it's hard to do and new. Scary. Well, it's hard to do new, especially in the face of requirements, right? Like I said, you have the reports due, you have the this due. Um, there are some time pressures that teachers are under and that, that can be stressful. And when you have that stress to be told, try something new can be difficult, but I like your advice in or the past teacher's advice. You can let go. You can let go of certain things that can free up space. Like there are things you are in control of. And I think that's a good mindful thing to think about. Also, maybe back to what I was saying in terms of the assessments and wrapping everything up so that it can be on this report card. How valuable is that? Like, does this need to, like, does the, I'm in the middle of my China unit. Does my China unit have to wrap up before Christmas break? Like, or winter break? Like, how bad would it be? I still have things I could say. We're, we're three quarters of the way done or, you know, almost four quarters of the way done with that unit. I could still speak a lot about their study skills, what's happening, what I'm seeing, and still speak about the, the other units I've had this semester. I don't, <laughs> I don't really need another one. I guess the point is, are we doing too much adulting, right? Like, is this good for me? It sounds good for me. It's another unit I could speak to. It's more recent data that I could speak to in terms of assessment. But at the end of the day, is that good for kids? Am I like racing through just so that I can fit an arbitrary deadline we've set that the semester ends before holiday break for us? Um, but that's just an arbitrary line. There is no educational like value placed on semesters. <laughs> no. And that's I think the thing is, is we start to worry about the assessment more than we worry about them internalizing the information and really making sense of it. So we tend to, we, we worry about, are they going to get those check marks to get their grade up? Are they, do, are, they, are they going to be able to complete the math problem correctly? However, in times we want to know and see it. But in, in reality, when the chaos starts, I mean, everybody feels it, especially 
you know, in the class game, we were talking that like sometimes we we put the game on the back burner, but the game is what's driving a lot of that that investment for the students and that internalizing piece of it. And you know, you you, you think about that and you say, okay, well, is that is that 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 assessment that we're about to do? Does it have to only be done that way? Or if we, what if we put the fun part in there, you know, that mechanic that, that makes it a little more interesting, is it really going to impact what they learn or what they show you that they learned? You know, I think about, uh, um, I believe it was Adam Powley, who's an amazing, amazing educator, another one that was on the, that's in the Twitter sphere and Twitterverse, I don't know. Twitterverse. And Twitterverse, uh, you know, and he was talking about when he does his boss battles, he tells students that that the if they get it right or they get it wrong, it's not going to impact their grade. But in the reality, then they just let go of being scared. So they just go with their gut instinct when they do their work. And in some cases, you might get a better reaction. You might get a better assessment out of it if the last thing that they're worried about is failing a test or failing an assessment. Now, that pressure of, of the holidays, of a regular schedule, which can also upset students, it, when, that all, when that's all let go and now they're gone for a week and a half, two weeks, and they don't have that schedule of get up, come to school, on, now that they're not thinking about that, they're now thinking about, let's just have some fun with what I've known and what I've learned. I love it. I, I, I love this, this sort of shift away from, uh, like, how do I say it? Like, I think sometimes we're too focused as adults on system thinking as opposed to student-centered, right? Um, thinking about all the things the system needs, the machine needs, not what the student needs. Uh, and your focus of what's going to make that anxiety go down, the openness to learn go up, and that thus the impact of our teaching and the, and the time we have with our students be more valuable. I also think it's a great time because you can also start really bringing in like that mid-year wrap-up to like if you're if you're just trying out gamification too and some of the stuff isn't working or if, it, if, if the game is crashing, whee! Um, <laughs> I think a lot of people kind of look at, whee! Uh, that could be a sound effect. Um, I think uh i think a lot of educators when they first start doing gamification like they're tired so they're you know they see the game crashing and it becomes a dismaying thing and instead it's embrace it all right it's okay if it's going downhill like you've got a whole other year where you can start to do some pretty cool stuff like look at what isn't working and i always i love to ask my students this point in the year make me a list of everything that you love and then also on the other side make a list of everything you hate about the game and they're like, love and hate. And I'm like, love and hate. And they're like, hate's a strong word. And I'm like, is it? And they're like, well, I don't, I don't hate anything. And it kind of lifts you up a little bit. Because inside of your, like, when you're really tired yeah. and you're really down and you're like, I don't have anything to hate about it. And they're like, you're trying something for us. And you're like, ah, okay, so let's make a list of things that change. And they're like, oh, I can do that. There's plenty of things to change about your game. And you're like, yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right. There's the real, there's the real thing. No, student feedback's huge. Student feedback's huge for sure. And... I like your point about wrapping up the semester is also a great time to try 
some gamified things. So if you're not, if you haven't gamified, actually doing some kind of cool review games, something that maybe doesn't, it's not a huge theme. It doesn't carry over into like multiple semesters or anything like that. It's just, here's the thing we're doing today. That There is a whole lot you could do right here, right now. And on the flip side of that, you're about to start a new semester, which is the perfect time to usher in a whole new experience. So if you haven't ever gamified and you're like, well, I'll wait till next year to do that. I've been reading some things. You could. You could start second semester. Choose a theme. Come up with like some names for the groups and stuff like that, whatever that is, and go from there. I mean, again, those of you that are finding this podcast and maybe have scrolled down far enough to start on episode one, two, or three, you know my story of starting right before the school year. Like I started to gamify my whole class with three days. So somewhere over this holiday break, you could decide three days out. All you need technically, I think, to get the recipe started is theme, team, that's it, theme, team. You'll later as a teacher provide enough tasks. So what what's the theme? Where are we? We in space? We're out west? We're on a deserted island? A dystopian U.S.? Like what? Where are we? And then what is the name that we give either our class period or the people we work with, right? So like is our group shuttle teams? Is it uh, posse? Is it uh, like what is it? Um, and that's it. You don't have to decide if there's XP yet. You don't have to have a leaderboard yet. You don't have to have badges or items yet. Like these are all things you can kind of grow into and maybe allow your students to provide that space for. So <laughs> we kind of got off track what an there. Amazing, what an amazing point though. I mean, like right there, you can, I mean, the, the day before Christmas break, what more fun of a lesson to say is that, that you sit down and, and embrace the chaos a little bit because the last day before that break is never not chaotic and saying, Hey guys, I have a great idea. You're in charge. Create next year, create our second half of our game. Help me build something. And I mean, now instead of that, you'll, I, I guarantee if, if you're new and you're listening to this and you haven't done this yet, those, the students, are so close to experts in games in some cases. They know the mechanics they love. They know the games that they love. They know the pieces that, they, that they'll go to and the pieces that they'll leave. You're going to have a pretty interesting start if you tell them, hey, this is the way my class is. Let's, let's create something together. Yeah, I agree. On the flip side, because we're talking about embracing the struggle, this is also around the time of the year where the game may have, if you are a gamifier, maybe your game has receded a little into the background. Maybe you've let that adulting stuff come out. Like, well, the reports are due and the unit has to be wrapped up, so I have to jam out a few more lessons on the unit, and I don't I don't have time. I'm doing air quotes for those of you that cannot see on the podcast. Um, yeah, so... The advice, I guess, I would venture forward, and I'm excited to hear your your take, is one that doesn't like it doesn't mean your game is dead or that it's receded in the background. Like you, you at any point can pull into that. The the kids, there there's kind of an endless well, I think, of of want for school to be different. I mean, like learning actually is fun. Like kids get to learn. Uh and 
for whatever reason, kids being kids, if we want to chalk it up to that, don't like the traditional way to do it, right? Like maybe that's just kids. I teach middle school. They're going to be like, if we maybe if we all did a game, they'd hate that. Like, right? Like whatever it is, they want the other. <laughs> uh, and and if that's if that's the world we live in, like, then embrace that a little bit. That that means on any day you could bring that game back, even if you haven't even if you haven't done anything with your game for the last two months. All of a sudden today, you're saying you're doing a guild battle challenge, blah blah blah. Drop whatever big words around it you want. They'll be all in. They'll be all in. So one bit of advice is it's not dead. It's only dead in your mind because you're probably a type A teacher that thinks you planned through everything and everything has its place. And now you feel bad because this doesn't have a place. You're like, I haven't used it in a few weeks or whatever. So I guess it's dead. I guess it's broken. Like, no, just pick it back up. The other bit of advice is I just want to come clean. Not every day in my class is gamified. Like... There are plenty of regular days, regular things happening, and that's okay. That is a-okay. Those are my bits. I don't know about you, Kyle. Oh, 100%. I agree with that. I think that, yeah, type A. I remember the first year that I did it, <clears throat> I think I tried four different games. When I first tried gamifying, I was like, ooh, try this. Nope, try this. Nope, try this. Nope. And then eventually, you know, you do get caught up with, you know, especially at this point in the year, you talk about all the assessments. We also have assemblies. Oh, gosh. In my school. Yeah. In my school, like we have a winter show, which is amazing. And it's because I'm at an arts magnet. So we have lots of different specials. We have music and we have strings and we have orchestra and we have brass we have dance we have theater we have art visual art and it's it, PE not to put out the PE part but I mean we have there's a lot and the assemblies that happen sometimes you're rushed when you when you get back to the room you're like oh no oh go oh, okay we lost 40 minutes for the assembly now now I have 20 minutes to get this assessment done and so you do that and you put the game on the back burner and I think it's okay it's all right. It doesn't mean, and I, I agree with what you said. The, the game is not, it's not dead. It's not defunct. There's plenty of times you put a game on the, on the back burner, a game, a board game, a card game. I and mean, think about the things that we play. I love playing solitaire, but I don't play it every single day. I put it off. Oh, good point. You know, we don't, there's plenty of video games that I, I play. Um, if uh, John, I know John and yourself are both very big Zelda fans. Oh yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Zelda's amazing, but it takes time. It, it takes there a thing. Points in the game, yeah, and it, it it takes. Sometimes in Zelda, there are times where you, it's not the most fun piece. You have to walk to it. You have to get there. It's not. It's not the most entertaining part of it, but it's there. It's a mechanic. It's part of the game, and it's okay to go through those moments to get to the next exciting piece. Yeah, and, you gotta grind that, it out a little in that bit. adventure. Right. And I think school is a little bit of a grind to get that knowledge, to get that, to get that loot, to get that, that piece. And there are points to it. And you said it in your classroom and same thing in my classroom. I, I teach a lesson, I introduce the concept and introducing the concept is not always the most interesting thing to the students, but they always look forward to like either 
I use a lot of Peter Lilladal's work with the thinking classrooms and they're up and they're moving around and there are little elements to mechanics that I can put into the game again. We do a lot of cards, random stuff, random groupings. I And it's, it's very similar to in a, in a video game, which I'm a little more video game oriented than board games. I know puts me on the opposite spectrum of yourself, <gasps> but I love the board games. Okay, that was awesome. Uh, but you know, when you have like a when you when you get a random group, you know, in 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 games like Destiny and Halo, you don't always go into it knowing the group that you're going to have, but you want to play something, so you put out uh, SOS beacon, we'll say, and then other people join the group, and then whoop, this is what you've got. You've got to make the best of what you have, and sometimes it's great, and sometimes it's. It's not the best, but Sometimes you have to work on communication it's... skills. <laughs> I like it, but it's okay. So I don't. I think it's. I think you. You, you know, it's not. You have to be not afraid to. To, embrace that chaos. To, not don't be afraid to come back to it, reboot it. Don't worry if you let it go. It's okay. Just bring it back. Don't be afraid to reboot, or a version two. A new chapter. The undiscovered country. I agree. I agree with it all. Uh, this is going to bring, bring us to some reflection time. And I am pretty pumped about today's uh, quote. Because, well, uh, so my major in college was philosophy. And this comes from my favorite like subset of philosophy called Stoicism. Uh, for those of you that don't know about Stoic philosophy, uh, it's about kind of self-control and wisdom uh, to lead kind of a fulfilled life. Some of its virtues might be uh, like wisdom, courage, justice, and a little temperance. So uh, this quote comes from Marcus Aurelius, and he was definitely a believer in the Stoic philosophical mindset here. And here you go. Remember the title of our episode here is kind of uh, to embrace the struggle a little bit. And here's Marcus Aurelius's advice. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you will find strength. How's that hit you? That's a moment of reflection. Um, no, I, I agree with that. I think, I think that's the hardest thing as a teacher. I really do. I think a lot of us, you said type A, a lot of the people who go into teaching care a lot about students learning. And it's sometimes there are things, especially during the holidays and during this time of the year or when breaks are coming up that a lot influences the classroom environment and it's it's you a lot of teachers even myself I'm, I'm guilty of it you get frustrated a little bit with the situation that's going on and you internalize it and you make it think that it's 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 you that's doing it and in, in case you have to get out of your own mind you have to trust in yourself take a deep breath and understand that it's it's okay you can't control everything around you we are, we are guiders in the classroom. We are teachers, but we are guiders. We're guiding students. And, and 
the struggle is a real thing that happens and it's okay. It's okay to let students struggle. It's okay for yourself to struggle. It's, 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 it's okay. I love it. Uh, for me, I think the quote really emphasizes this idea of, again, Stoic philosophy that, uh, Really, the, the only thing in this crazy world that you are in control of fully is your own mind, like is the thoughts you have and the feelings you have. Everything else is kind of out of your control. And you can think you have control. You can think I have a lesson plan. I've detailed it, but like kids are going to affect that lesson plan. Fire drills are going to affect that lesson plan. You know, the school, like the flow of the school year. Like, you're going to think I've mapped it all out. I'm going to do these five things over this course of this unit. But then all of a sudden, there is the fire drill that happens on lesson two that puts you a little bit behind for lesson three. Like, all of that is out of your control. As much as you want to pretend and have the illusion of control, the only power you have is over your own mind. And once you realize that, there, there, there can become this super strength. Because now, you can realize your game isn't dead. You can realize that you actually that that lesson plan can still happen. It's just going to happen differently and it's fine. Like, or you can act like it's all ruined or as Kyle pointed out, you can try to jam it in faster, right? Like, because like you have this plan, you have this plan, like let go of that and just realize you have the power, how you're going to approach those things in the world because it's your own mind. It's how you see it, how you perceive it. Um, I think that can be quite freeing for teachers as we have a lot of things that are outside of our control that we'd like to pretend are in our control. Ooh. Agreed. Shot across the bow there. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much uh, for joining us, everyone. I so appreciate it. Also, a huge thanks to Kyle uh, for giving us a little of his time, a little of his thoughts. Uh, you can catch him on Twitter and also a fellow podcast, which... I think I wanted you to give a plug to that because it's going to be n dropping some new episodes here uh, probably in January. Yep. New ones are all lined up. Uh, the Gamify Effect, which is a podcast uh, about the journey in gamification. And it's about it does embrace the ups and downs. So you will see a little bit of that in the classroom coming up in January. Um, so yeah, you can catch us on the Gamify Effect on any podcast and also on the Gamify Effect Twitter chat, which is on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. EST and is led by myself and Miss Amanda Gray. That's awesome. Incredible educator. Two amazing educators. Definitely catch them podcast wise and or Twitter chat wise. Uh, thank you again for joining us and everybody. I hope you have thank a great you. week and play on. <laughs>